67,000 Kaiser Permanente workers vote to authorize a strike. Dana Farber and Beth Israel Deaconess partner on a new cancer center. And Oregon approves a plan to create a new basic health plan for residents who earn too much to qualify for Medicaid. It's Tuesday, September 19th. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines and health business and policy news in 10 minutes or less. Roughly 67,000 Kaiser Permanente workers across the country so far have voted to authorize a strike if a deal can't be reached between union representatives and the nation's largest nonprofit health care provider. The current contract expires on September 30th. Many Kaiser healthcare workers, including nurses, support staff, and other workers, are represented by several unions that form the Coalition of Kaiser Permanente Unions. This includes workers from seven states and Washington, D.C. The largest of these is the SCIU United Healthcare Workers West, which represents around 60,000 workers in Northern California. The union said in a statement released last week that 98% of its members had voted in favor of authorizing a strike. Another 4,000 healthcare workers in Oregon and Washington voted to authorize a strike last week, as well as more than 3,000 union represented healthcare workers in Colorado. The union is seeking a pay raise in the next four-year contract, totaling a 7% increase in the first two years, followed by a 6.25% increase in the last two years, as well as eligibility for an annual performance bonus. It's also pushing Kaiser to improve staffing levels. Kaiser said in a statement shared with Beckers that it's offering across-the-board wage increases and a system-wide $21 per hour minimum wage, among other benefits. The Integrated Health System said it has comprehensive plans to provide health care services if union workers ultimately go on strike. If they do, it would be one of the largest health care worker strikes in U.S. history, according to coalition officials. Union and Kaiser representatives are expected to return to the bargaining table on September 21st and 22nd. There have been a number of strikes among healthcare providers over the last year. For example, nearly 1,700 nurses have been on strike at Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital since early August, though the union and hospital administrators were back at the bargaining table last week. And in May, unionized resident physicians at Elmhurst Hospital in Queens, New York, went on strike for three days, marking the first strike of its kind in the city in more than 30 years. There have been about seven more healthcare work stoppages since June alone. The Dana-Farber Cancer Institute will partner with Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center to create a new cancer hospital in the Boston area. The two healthcare providers announced the news last Thursday. In a statement, they said they would create a freestanding inpatient cancer hospital in the city's Longwood medical area. The new facility will be owned and operated by Dana-Farber, and Beth Israel Deaconess will end its independent oncology programs. 
Harvard Medical Faculty Physicians, Beth Israel Deaconess's affiliated physician group, is also participating in the collaboration. Financial specifics were not released, nor was a specific timeline. However, in a statement, Dana Farber and Beth Israel Deaconess said the collaboration is expected to take several years to finalize between obtaining the necessary regulatory approval and building a new inpatient hospital. The size of the facility and the number of beds will be determined by the regulatory process and Boston building permits, according to Modern Healthcare. Dana Farber has had a nearly three decades long relationship with Brigham and Women's Hospital, which will end as a result of this new partnership. In a statement, Dana Farber said the transition away from Brigham and Women's would take several years. Oregon policymakers are one step closer to creating a new statewide health plan to cover state residents who earn too much to qualify for Medicaid. The proposal is being called Oregon's Basic Health Program, or BHP, and was approved unanimously by the Oregon Health Policy Board last Tuesday. Last year, the state legislature directed the Oregon Health Authority, through House Bill 4035, to establish the BHP and mandated that the Oregon Health Policy Board vote to allow the BHP to move forward. A provision in the Affordable Care Act allows states to provide insurance directly to some people who make too much to qualify for Medicaid. The decision to approve the BHP is now in the hands of the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. If the plan is ultimately approved by the federal government, it would be available to adults in the state whose household earnings are between 138 and 200 percent of the federal poverty level, or between $20,120 to $29,100. $60 per year for an individual, or between $41,400 and $60,000 for a family of four. BHP coverage will be similar to what is offered by the state's Medicaid program, including comprehensive medical, mental health, and dental care. It's expected to cover more than 100,000 state residents. Though the plan has public support from healthcare groups, including the Oregon Primary Care Association and various community health organizations, health insurers have raised concerns that the BHA would potentially destabilize the public insurance exchanges and cause premium increases. An analysis commissioned by the Oregon Health Authority found that premiums would increase $25 per month or less in 2025 with the BHP in place, which they said was in line with standard marketplace fluctuations. The Oregon Health Authority said it is working with health insurers to investigate state-funded or other so-called stopgap solutions to prevent premium increases until Oregon moves to a state-based marketplace for plan year 2027. In April, CMS approved a short-term expansion of the state's Medicaid program for 14 months following the end of the public health emergency and as the state prepares for the basic health program. Oregon is not the only state seeking approval from the federal government to either establish or expand state-run health insurance plans for lower-income residents. Currently, Kentucky is waiting for approval for its basic health program, which it aims to launch in November. And New York asked for CMS approval to expand eligibility for its essential plan to 250 percent of the federal poverty level.
this is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at justhealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The GIST Healthcare Podcast is an independent production of GIST Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company.